Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Challenge. So you're getting through him. Doug's Doug's doing. I, I saw him on BattleNet before I closed out of it. Doug's getting. Oh, his, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a whatever get, thing. He's getting his Hearthstone cards. It's a it's a Hearth card thing. Hearth card thing. All right. Well, let's do this. Wait, everybody, welcome to the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number one hundred and four. I am your usual host, Jared. I am joined today by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. I'm back. Mr. Doug Wilson. Hey, I beat ISIS. It's over, guys. We won. Is that? Oh, yeah. Good job, Doug. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, and then Mr. Lucio Lorenzino is absent as he's well. In, he's in Brazil. Is he in Brazil? Is that where he wound up? He, he's in Brazil where a cab driver wants him to go kill some native Indians, I think. is that? Did he get in a cab and he just kind of got involved in an adventure? Yeah, yeah, that's how it sounds like. Unex- he'll, he'll tell the full story. An unexpected adventure. All right, that, I mean, that seems like something that could happen in Brazil. I once got into a van on the street, and it wasn't it wasn't as fun. It wasn't an adventure? They wanted me to sleep with someone. Did you? No. Oh, so this is like that bang bus. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I know that one. Pretty close to that. I know that one. Except for boys. Boy bang bus. Yeah, it wasn't as enjoyable. <laughs> I can see why that might be disappointing to you. Um, and then Michael, Michael's gone too. Uh, I think he. So what's Michael's excuse? Was he's been dealing on the podcast? Uh, I think he's doing accounting things, like he's looking at papers, and you know that thing that accountants pull, like the the lever that they pull, and they wear the green visor. He's doing that. Okay. You know that? Yeah, of course. Sense. Yeah, he might Why be do you every day. He might be running an illegal poker game too. I don't know. I don't get the full deets, but this is what I got. So. Let's uh, let's jump right into the shit. Uh, we got. Uh, let's just get this over with. Um, our theory was wrong. Hideo Kojima, it seems, is not dead, which is wait, unfortunate. Wait, wait, wait. What? Go any further? <laughs> Have we already fucked up? Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, I'm glad that you got that queued back up. So, uh, by him being not dead, that's unfortunate because that means that we will have we can talk about him yet again. Um, uh, yeah. I believe the incredible saga of Hideo Kojima has finally ended, at least with the, the Konami shit, uh, because his non-compete has finally uh, expired, and he is now free to go and start his own studio, which Nikkei uh, reports that he is doing. Uh, I Somebody had the name of the studio, but I'm reading in a lot of places that that's not actually in the Japanese article. So there might be some translation stuff going on there that's weird. So what are they calling? What are they saying it's called? I lo- I couldn't find it again. It, it was like Koji. Kojima's. Koji Pop. Or something. It had his name in it. It started with Koji. 
Um, Ko- Koji's cool Koji, company. Koji Berry. It's a Ko- juice. It's Kojima's cool company. It's Kojima's cool company. There you go. Perfect. Uh, he, you know, he found a way. <laughs> uh, what what is in the article that I that we can confirm at least is that he is reportedly in talks with Sony uh, to produce a game for the PlayStation. Uh, so it sounds like he's working quick, and that makes perfect sense, right? Um, because they, obviously they have a long-standing relationship. I'm sure he knows a lot of people right. there. Um, he's got a name that's pretty much just money in the grand scheme of things. So uh, I think the. The end of the story is everybody wins. Hooray. Hooray. Okay. <laughs> we um, did it. We, we did it. Yeah, yatta. So so my question is this. Um, every time Kojima pops up with some kind of like bad news or whatever, with some kind of dire prediction, uh, Konami comes back and they make up like some excuse. They've been it, they spin it some way in their favor. Like, oh, this isn't really happening or, oh, everything's good behind the scenes. Okay, so I already know what you're asking, and yes, the plan is that right before he releases his first game, Konami will send in a representative with a bunch of Konami stickers, and they'll put them on the case over his logo, so that, so that they can just play it off like this was always a Konami game. And uh, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised Konami hasn't already released a press release. Uh, that says, oh, yeah, we told Kojima to go start that company. I don't even know, man. I, maybe they will. I think they're probably <laughs> they're probably done, right? Be like, it was an amicable split. He wanted to go, and we wanted to let him go. We wanted to let him go. <laughs> we wanted him to go and explore and uh, find please, his... Bu- tr- please play our pachinko machines. Find his true self. We wanted him uh, to really d- figure d- out d- 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 scenario is most likely, but I would still um, like it to turn out with Konami taking the credit somehow and spinning it in their favor. How does pachinko work anyway? Is it just yeah. a slot machine? I've always, I've always thought it was like, like is there, a is there, like, is there something I do? Oh, is it? Is it like it a? Wasn't like wasn't it on like? Didn't they have a game like it on on the Prices Right or something where you? Yeah, I always thought it was like Plinko. Oh, what? Yeah. Is it? I think it is. Now I gotta. That's Google what I thought. Uh, I was thinking it was just like a slot machine. That sounds like fun. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, I know this game. Oh yeah, they got out of video games. That's way better than most. Yeah, this is way better. Well, I mean, you know what? A video game comes out, and there's a lot of opportunity to disappoint. But you never see a new pachinko machine come out and be like, "Oh, this one's got a bunch of pegs and a ball that falls down it." (laughs) You're not going to get that. So, I mean, why wouldn't you want to switch to the market that's always going to be satisfied with your product that wants really nothing from you other than a machine that occasionally spits out money? It seems like that's a win-win. So, I get it. I understand why they're switching. Why don't we have these in America? I feel like uh, I feel like these are just ADD enough to drive the kids crazy. We were about to have them, but then Obama got elected. Is that that's yeah? That's probably it. Hundred percent true. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. I, I think I think it was because Bob Barker just wanted to hoard the technology himself. <laughs> he wouldn't share the secret with. He America. holds the patent on it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll get them in thirty-seven years after he's dead. All right. Well, I can't I wait. That works. Uh, to Konami, we uh, we wish you all the best. Hope you hope you make more great games. It seems like you're on the path. Uh, so maybe what? Here's a question: What star Japanese developer could Konami pick up to replace Kojima? About uh, Hideki. Bob Barker. Okay, those are both pretty great solutions. Um, Bob Barker, maybe not so much. 
Hey, he makes a lot of good games. Yeah, what name one game that Bob Barker made? Price is Right for the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> <laughs> is there? I, that sounds like that could be an actual game. Um, I'm sure there is a Price is Right video game. All right, fine, Doug, you win. All right, so next Metal Gear. Got it. Yeah, that would be actually pretty awesome if the next Metal Gear was produced by Bob Barker somehow. <laughs> produced and hosted by Bob Barker. And here's Solid Snake. <laughs> I like it. It all sounds pretty good. It's perfect. Yeah, well, that's my best Bob Barker impression. Um, It's pretty good. All right. uh, Does anyone have anything else on Kojima, or can we move on from that? Uh, I think we're done with Kojima for now. Okay, we'll be be back next week. There's no telling what will happen next week. Stay tuned to the Enemy Slime podcast for the latest in Kojima-related news. Um, Who knows what will happen next? Maybe he will eat a salad and take a picture of it and put it on Twitter. We'll be there. We'll be there and we'll let you know. Um, I, I just want to say, you know, the fans complained about us talking about Kojima so much. And this is what happens. I mean, we're a very spiteful group. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why we did it. Um, why did we do it? I don't know. All right. Let's talk about Smash Brothers because, guys, we finally know, like, kind of how the DLC train for Smash 4 ends. Um, and it ends with some... So they, they put out a poll, right? And they said, come and submit your favorite Smash Brother character and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to put him in the game. And uh, the, I, so today they announced, first of all, Cloud uh, is available today. So you can go get him right now. He's out and ready for you. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Bayonetta is going to be the final third party character. And then they're also going to be adding Corin or Corin. I think it's Corin. It's, it's everyone. It's everyone's favorite character in the world ever. He's the. And pro- I think everyone's super pumped to have this character. He's the protagonist. He or she? Yeah, yeah. He or she is the protagonist for Fire Emblem If, which they do already have in Japan. So that makes a little bit of sense. And I think his re- the release in February because that's when they both come out. I believe that corresponds with If's release in the states. I don't actually know if that's true. I might have just made that up. Um, Who cares if you did? Or it's not called if in America. It's called fits. I mean, I mean, if we're if we're if we don't care that we don't actually have the name to Kojima's company and we're naming it anyway, or well, does it matter if your if your information is true or not? Uh, that's true. Uh, does it? Did you guys look at like the profile for this character? Because it seems like uh, it seems like they turn into a Pokemon at some I mean, point. I, like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea who Corinne is, so I really focused on the big news, which is Bayonetta and Cloud. Corinne seems to turn into some kind of... It looks like Arceus or something. Like, it's a straight-up okay. legendary Pokemon. All right. Um, so let, let, let's talk about the characters people actually care about. Oh, okay. So uh, so Bayonetta. Okay, so I found this interesting. Basically, they announced Bayonetta, and the entire internet was like, well, that's horse shit. Um, and they and they said that this wouldn't have been anywhere in the polls. And Nintendo claims that out of all the feasible characters, Bayonetta was not at the top, but very very close to the top. The right. the operative term there being out of all the reasonable characters, because of course everybody's like you know, I mean obviously number one is Slippy Toad, which is reasonable. Yeah, I, I voted for Laura Croft. Yeah, and, and see that's going to be up there too. But but I'm sure all the top characters are all going to be mixed into intellectual property problems um whereas bayonetta is probably a pretty easy grab for them um i i thought i don't i like i didn't know that was honestly the reaction because i looked at the bayonetta trailer 
and I feel like they did a good job. That looks uh, fine. Making her as sexy as possible for being a Smash Brothers. Well, so this know? this just goes to show you the uh, the memory retention that the internet has because I'm reading tons of comments <laughs> of people who are like, Bayonetta, that's not a very good choice. I wouldn't have voted for her. I bet she wasn't the most popular. Did you forget that they gave you Cloud fucking Strife in the same, right. like five minutes before they showed you Bayonetta, they showed you a big Cloud <laughs> trailer and then released it the same day? I mean, right. I, I can't think of somebody, like Cloud probably was in like the top five i would guess yeah, out of, out of all no, the overrated no, like, horseshit characters they could put into the game i thought they i thought they put off a really good job implementing cloud no he, he looks he looks great it's just like Mega Man, where nintendo can actually do these characters justice now better than the studios <laughs> that own those characters <laughs> that's that's very true that is very true so he looks fantastic the, the he's, he's the very music much the old school cloud the music is awesome. The even, summons are awesome. The limit breaks are awesome. He even the does. Most depressing thing, the most depressing thing about Cloud is that the, the Smash Brothers Cloud is going to be far more accurate than the Final Fantasy VII Remake Cloud. My favorite part of the trailer for him is he runs up to a group of opponents and he stands in like the same stance and they're all arranged in the same way they would for the Final Fantasy VII <laughs> combat. Um, yeah. And uh, that's, not, that's not coming back. So like... <laughs> So, like, Nintendo gets it. They're like, oh, yeah, this is how he would stand to fight. And Square's like, no, no, he's... he's no, it's not. We know better than you. He's Sora now. He's got a Keyblade. <laughs> also, how long until the new Cloud gets a Keyblade? Oh, my God. Well, I almost immediately. Wouldn't it be so sick? Like I, was, I, like, I was so happy. Like, okay, so they have the Advent Children Cloud as an optional skin, but I'm just so happy he's, like, all of the, those classic, classic kind of attacks. He's, like, he's like um, purple still. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's still got purple on him. Uh, yeah. Like he, like he do. So, I mean, um, I don't know. It, I, I, I'm, I'm glad there wasn't, like, a ton of stupid jumping. I'm glad there wasn't some stupid green makele energy or whatever. It was all just, like, as, like, the original Fresh Cloud, someone actually played this video game. Uh, clearly no one at Square played the original video game, but someone at Nintendo played the original game. They might have just peeked at some screenshots before they I don't they think anyone at Square plays games at all anymore. <laughs> or maybe they would try to make a good one. Oh man, this is just, yeah, I'm looking at pictures right now. They, they really did a good job. Um, bravo Nintendo. It just goes to show that Square should really just sell all their IP to Nintendo and just let them do it. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they don't fucking know. They don't have a clue. All right, well, what do you guys think of Bayonetta? Are you excited for Bayonetta? She's got um, big tatters. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of always been that way. I I, I think I, I was never, like, the hugest Bayonetta fans, but... Um, She's good I, fit. I do think they did a really... I, I think it was like Cloud. I think they did a really good job with her. Yeah. Yeah, she looks like she's, you know, pretty... pretty. Uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Faithful to, like, the original games... Like, uh, I, I think I think that's something you could give Smash Brothers a lot of credit in general for. Um, it feels like really in this title, they they did a really great job just making everyone feel like they came from the original titles while also fitting into the framework of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I think, I think even, it was a well endowed choice. Even <laughs> even back with Brawl, uh, I think they uh, I think they were on the money with like Snake. Like they picked the yeah, per- they yeah. picked they picked like the Snake. You know, I know that everyone hates Metal Gear Solid too, but like Tanker Snake is kind of the Snake. You know, right? Yeah. When I think of him, that's that's what I think of is Tank Snake. 
Yeah, although yeah, I agree. there was a really missed opportunity not making him really old. So I actually take it back. <laughs> they fucked that up. It should have been old man snake. Anyway, I'm excited for the I'm excited for the DLC. I I think it looks good, except for Corinne, because I don't know who that is. I don't care yet. If you maybe, uh, maybe I will. Maybe if, I will. Did you pick up like Roy and uh Ryu or any of those? Not yet. Have you? Yeah, I I have all three. Uh, just on the Wii U. I didn't pay. You can pay extra and get it on the Wii U and 3DS. But I haven't picked up the 3DS Smash since, uh, so I, I didn't bother. But uh, they all three of them are really well done. I mean, Lucas is kind of a no brainer, but like right, Ryu right. feels great. Like you can actually do his moves. Like you can do a forward circle. I, uh, I remember. Punch. I remember when I looked at Ryu's like trailer back in the day. It felt the same as the you know, cloud trailer did now in that I was just so excited there were certain key moves in there um, mm-hmm. which is just like the Shin Shoryuken yeah, um, yeah it's very respectful like they've done a very good job uh, of, of the exact same thing that we've been talking about and, and that's one where um, you know obviously they've taken the uh, current Street Fighter iteration um, but it, it's it's great seems seems to work really well speaking of street fighter maybe we should spend some sec a uh, little bit of time here to acknowledge our uh our email that we've got here <laughs> let's uh, do it we put out a challenge to you internet people and uh and asked you to tell us um you know who's hunky who gets you who gets you going who gets your blood flowing and uh, I got two emails, and this is the only one that was serious, really. The other one, the other one just said Nathan Drake and had nothing else. Um, and I'm with you, but not quite good enough. But this one from John, uh, he made a pretty impassioned plea, I think, yeah, as, to, impassioned. <laughs> as to uh, tell us why Ken from Street Fighter 2 is his bae. Um, so I guess let's just run through it. So uh, John, John says, uh, Ken from Street Fighter 2 is the clear winner in my eyes. It starts with his wonderful physique and persona that screams, I'm a man and I'm going to get what I want. Easy or hard is your choice. With outfits that say, hey baby, I swing both ways. Blood or crips, my love has no boundaries. Looking at his long, luscious blonde hair with black eyebrows lets you know that although the carpet may not match the drapes, he likes to party down to his slightly red-tinted eyes that show he is not opposed to rolling on some E or smoking with some Mary Jane. Then we find ourselves coming to his grin that leaves us with no question he will both take it and give, and maybe both, with eye contact. Now that, friends, is saying a lot. I will love and defend him until the day I die. I mean, damn. Yeah, I was impressed when I first read it. Lucio, I think I, blushed, I think I blushed a little when I read it too. <laughs> you didn't even mention that open shirt and those pecs. Yeah, like good. The real question is how how hung do you think Ken is? Well, I, I think Lucio asked what I'm most curious about, which is how we feel about Ken's redesign in Street Fighter V. Yeah, uh, because he basically looks like shit. <laughs> There's no nice way to say it. He looks just like fucking shit. He did a terrible job. And uh, I don't know what I, I did. Ken need to be redesigned. Uh, he I like he definitely looks like he look like in four. Yeah, in four he, he's he, fine. He, so 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 John says that um, John says that he is not opposed to rolling up some with some on some e or smoking with Mary Jane. This looks like and Ken. I think the new 
I think the new Ken just go ahead and hit that meth pretty hard. The Ken, the Ken that I'm seeing here in Street Fighter Five looks like he uh, probably just had too much E. I mean, this doesn't look like this doesn't look like a world championship I, I, fighter. No, no, no. E doesn't do this to you, but like, 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 like a bunch of roids and some meth will definitely do this to you. Yeah, but I think like just the way he's dressed and the hairstyle, like I feel like he's ready to go to like a Dead Mouse concert <laughs> more so than he is to to fight uh anybody and, and i mean you know what i'm talking shit if i met the guy in an alley he still looks like he could beat me up um but uh <laughs> he's got bananas on his head he's got bananas he does look like he has two bananas <laughs> on his head like i guess i guess if he's really needs some potassium he's good to go maybe three i see three bananas in some of these pictures well maybe ken got the short end of the stick but i think our writer gets the prize Okay, serious serious question, really quick though. Uh, if if Street Fighter Five comes out and one of Ken's like victory poses, he pulls off a piece of his hair and unravels it and eats it, and it turns out it was a banana all the time. Does that give it more points or less points? Way more points. Okay, that all makes right. it the best character of all time. Just making sure, John. We do owe you a copy of Hard West, so uh, so reach out to me. I, I can't get a key for that one, but uh, but reply to uh, send us another email with your Steam ID, and we'll we'll gift that over to you, and uh, and you'll like it. You're a cowboy. You shoot stuff. I didn't play it. Lucio said it was good though. So there's uh, probably hunky guys in that. There's probably some hunky guys in that. I mean, cowboys are hunky guys. We didn't really talk about our choices. Who are your guys' hunky, hunky picks? Mm. Who are you feeling? Who are you going to, you know, double down on? Oh, come back to me. I'm going to look at my games. Come on. DA, okay. <laughs> look at your games. I think, uh, oh, man, this is a tough call. And I'm not, I'm not being hesitant to choose something because I'm worried about coming across as gay. That's not an issue no, at no, all. No, you ought to do that. I'm just actually trying to figure... Thank you. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out... Uh, I think, I think, I think um, you know, obviously I'm a Naughty Dog fanboy. Mm. I, I like Nathan Drake, but I gotta say, you just can't beat that ruggedness that Joel has. From uh, Last of Us. Yes, yes. He, uh, the, you know, he's a little more ragged, a little more uh, lived in. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I think, I think he's less of a pretty boy. I think he's going to do you dirty, you know? I have my choice now. Okay. Who is it? It's Steiner from Final Fantasy IX. (laughs) 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, what if like, so what if, what if you got to, to have a night with that? Would you want? Let me ask a question. Would you want Vivi to cast like a spell on his dong? No, I just want Vivi in the closet watching. Okay, you just learning. You just want to know that Vivi's there and that he's seeing it. Yes, man. Final Fantasy Nine was all right. That was like that was like the last good one, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, ten was no, okay. I don't, I don't agree with that. Ten, ten was ten was good. Twelve was good. Twelve was decent. Yeah, twelve was twelve was decent. Okay, all right, all right. I I'll go along with that. I, I I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Kaothos from Warcraft Three, not World of Warcraft, but the Kaothos from Warcraft Three. I could I get with that. I gotta see a picture of him. I feel like the, I. The, the, you're the, only the, gonna the, find the World of Warcraft one, probably. No, I I, I bet you. I just had WC3. Like, like like the like the young handsome 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promising, promising leader of the Blood Elves. I remember this guy who was who was like inspiring uh, to his people. I definitely don't want to hear more than like two minutes of it. But what happened to him? What what went wrong in World of Warcraft? They basically made him Mumra, the Ever Living. I don't know what that is, but that sounds. He died. Bad. He came back. He died. There's probably an alternate universe version of what we're going to see in the next expansion. So he's like Jesus, except repetitive. No, no, no. So basically, what happened is is do, do you remember anything from Warcraft Three? I remember Arthas uh, killing his dad because that cutscene's badass. So, so, so in in uh, the Frozen Throne, the, the Frozen Throne, not the Frozen Throne. In the Frozen um, Throne, I remember that. <laughs> in the Frozen Throne, Kaelthas is basically leading his people on a mass exodus, um, you know, to 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 safety. And he makes his way to Outland, and he leads his people from there. And one day, he promises all blood blood elves are going to be able to make their way to Outland and live free and happy and whatever. Um, free of, like, humans and free of the plague and everything. And along the way, he becomes corrupted by fell energy. He's like, all blood elves need to eat up this delicious demonic energy because this is going to be our new magic source. Uh, he just gets further and further corrupted. He dies, as Doug says, but then he's kind of, like, resurrected as this gross kind of mummy-ish looking thing. He's got um, a crystal in his chest. He's got like a crystal with his chest and it's like keeping him alive somehow and you have to go back and kill him. And, and that and that Kael'thas is just completely against like the characterization and all that kind of stuff. I'd totally take the younger Kael'thas that was part... I would take the, I would take the younger Kael'thas that was part of the love triangle with, with Jaina and Thrall. And I would say the, the four of us just need to get a bottle of red wine one night and see what happens. I have a I have a question for you guys as my as my two Blizzard people because I feel like I only you know just loosely dabble and so I don't know a lot of this stuff but it feels to me I think of like uh, I think of like Game of Thrones right and so like the bad guys in the Game of Thrones I think a lot of people would tell you they're the Lannisters right mm. uh, but they're not really bad they're just a different side right and they have their own perspective and their own point of view. And uh, and so, I mean, you can read their their chapters in the books and things like that and, and understand why they do the stuff they do and, and that kind of thing. Anyway, long story short, I feel like those are like really great, complex characters who maybe do bad things or serve as antagonists, even though they themselves are not really truly antagonists. Conversely, I feel like Blizzard basically has only one trope that they go back to over and over again, which is they were pretty good and then they got corrupted. Yeah, that's pretty much all of their, isn't all that, their storytelling. That, isn't that pretty much? Yeah, and I don't that, even mean like in Warcraft. Like I'm thinking of like Kerrigan, and I'm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, no. yeah, Kerrigan and and everyone. I I I think Blizzard used to be like that, where they were able to create a, like a far more kind of nuanced character, or at the very least, like I don't know whether it was because Chris Menson was allowed more power, or if it was because a lot of the original writing staff left. But I, I do feel that back in those days of Warcraft 3 and uh, Starcraft, they were able to create like a more kind of nuanced character. And they were definitely capable of making heroes. And that was like kind of the great thing, right? Because sometimes it's nice just to have like a heroic character that's inspiring and all that. And, and what World of Warcraft does is it returns to the same stuff and instead of constructing its, its, its new lore... It wants to take a bunch of the older characters and just reuse them and be like, oh, what's going to appease fans? What's, what's, what are we going to see that's going to be cool to them? Um, and then it turns them into a bad guy and it's like, well, all we can think of is making them corrupt and evil. And that's what it does. Um, 
and, I mean, and, and I mean, it's really, that, it's really like the lamest thing ever. Does that appease that? anyone? Like, have you ever had? I don't think so. Have you ever had a Blizzard character get corrupted and be like, "Yay!" Like, I don't think I've ever. <laughs> like, the, the, I'm sure there's one that I don't mind, but I can't really. The, the Arthas. I, I was, I was in, definitely Arthas is I was, fine. Like, I, I enjoyed I, that in Warcraft. No, 3. I, I, I didn't because that's the because he does the opposite. Then, then, because he'll take the character that gets corrupted. But then he'll have the corrupted character that they were being manipulated by something else all along, mm. and they're good again. Mm, yeah. So that's Arthur's, and that's Kerrigan, and it's just, uh, God, I, like, I, I can't stand it. The only character left in all of the Blizzard universe who I still honestly like, um, and who I'm a little nervous about with Legion coming up, is Sylvanas. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the Forsaken Queen. And I, I thought she had like a really great kind of really tragic story. And I think with everything that Blizzard has done and World of Warcraft has done, she's one of the characters that's kind of closest to pure and closest to like her original form. Um, and Legion is promising to put her a lot more in the spotlight. So I'm a little nervous about what's going to happen there. Yeah, they haven't had a chance to ruin her yet because she's done nothing for the last decade. <laughs> she sat in Undercity just yelling at you. But no, she she's had some she's had like some major roles. She had she yeah, had, she's had she, a few quests, but whatever. You know. Well, there you but, go. I've all, I, but yeah, Savannah, Savannah is the only one I could hold on to, as she's the only one left. I can't wait until I, she gets I, corrupted. I, I, I'd invite I'd invite Savannah to the foursome, actually. Oh, that's very very generous of you. <laughs> this is a weird, weird hunky thing that we got going on here. All right, let's move. I'd, I'd tell her I'd tell her to to bring the bow and arrows and don't be gentle. Oh, hey, speaking of bows and arrows, um, yes, I can tie that. Uh, we we put up a poll to decide what game to give away this week, and it tied between Fallout 4 and Tomb Raider, and I'm making the executive decision, we're going to give away a copy of Tomb Raider because I really like that game, and so if you wanted Fallout Are you, you 4... You really want to do that with it being exclusive right now? Yep, I'm doing it. I have a key for it, ready to go, and everything. Okay. Uh, it's really good, and if you, I, I know that not as many people have Xboxes, so you know. Hopefully, uh, I, I hope that we can still get a listener who can actually use this. Uh, but if a weird, strange person on the internet gets it, so be it. And we'll, if if nobody gets it, we'll take the key and uh, we'll try it ourselves. And Michael can take it or something. D- donate it to the homeless. We'll I'll donate it, it to the homeless. And I won't. I, I can't think of something a homeless person would want more. It's uh yeah I, I think the, they're gonna be thrilled to to hear about this, uh so without further ado let me give you the last five digits of the Xbox One key for Rise of the Tomb Raider. By the way I don't know if you heard but uh there is a rumor going around that the PC version of Rise of the Tomb Raider is not going to be tied to the same embargo that the PlayStation version is and that we may see it as soon as next month. So huh. you may be playing Tomb Raider a lot sooner than August, if that's true. Well, uh, I, I would look forward to that. So, uh, And it, it would make sense if something like that happened, because Microsoft is still getting you know, the benefits with the PC version. Um, so maybe it'll come out and it'll be like a Windows 10 exclusive or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. So, But there's some possibilities there. It's actually going to be Linux only. Linux only. That would make perfect sense. Uh, so here we go. The last five uh, digits of this Xbox One key are K, as in Kojima's crazy. What did we decide? Company. <laughs> Company. Uh, w, as in women. Uh, M, as in me. 
like me, Jared. Uh, four, as in Fallout 4, which you're not getting. <laughs> and Z, as in... Uh, Zeta. Zeta waves. Zeta waves, which are infecting your mind right now. So there you go. KWM4Z. Uh, that will get you the key you seek. And uh, it's a really good game. We put up the review on the site today. Uh, I gave it a perfect score. I'm going to list it at the top of my game of the year. Uh, shit, when January rolls around. Because I really, really like it. And I think you should play it. So, there you go. So, Fallout 4 can't catch a break. Because this is like the second week, I think. Or was it the third week that we had a vote on it and it tied or something? I think it doesn't win the votes. Because everybody who's going to get it already has it. I, I, well, we had a different theory, or, or Lucio had a different theory. What's Lucio's theory? Because originally we put out the first vote and it tied, like Just Cause 3, right? Right, and, and then, then we did it again and it, and it turned out Just Cause. He, 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 he noted that between the votes, my review had launched. So he, th- he thinks that you have assuaged people? And... Yeah, that's what he seems to think. All right, all right. I mean, I'm down. I don't know who votes in those polls. Uh, so, but hopefully they're going to get a sweet game. I hope you guys enjoy it. So again, just to recap the last five digits of those keys, we're going to post the full key on Twitter tomorrow. You slap in those five digits that I gave you, you get a free game, you roll around on the floor, all happy. And, uh, it's going to be great. You're going to really like it. I think you've been hanging out with your dogs too much. Yep. That's what we do. We roll on the floor and be happy. Yeah, that actually doesn't sound that bad. In this day and age. Um, all right. Should we talk about the games? We've, sure. We've yeah. been talking about games. Should we talk about actual games? Let's, why don't we, do, should we start with Under Rail? We, we were going to talk about it next or last week, but we pushed yeah. it back a little bit. Uh, I'll, I, I'll kick you off here. What the fuck is it? I mean, it's an it's a isometric RPG. Like a, like a Wasteland 2 kind of deal? Yeah, it's kind of like, it's good. It, it's more, it feels more like, fallout like the original fallouts oh okay so that's where this came from um i i, I guess i, I it, it actually suggested it to me because of undertale um and i could see why it did that oh uh, yeah because they're they have the same name pretty much i knew someone would go for like the easy joke here well, and, <laughs> i don't know what else you want me to tell you <laughs> i i it suggested it because of undertale it's just it because um it's this kind of indie made it goes very old school. Everything about it is very old school. Um, you know, it's got the old school graphics. I mean, it definitely functions like a game made today. So mm-hmm. thank fuck it doesn't function like Fallout did. So, so like, uh, like auto saves and that kind of stuff are back, or you could it's like save anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's auto saves, but it's just like everything moves a little smoother. It, it's a little. It's all early access right now, so some of the stuff definitely needs some tweaks. There are like some builds. Uh, for your character that are just flat out not viable right now. Uh, there are other things, other little things, like cosmetic things. Like, you can choose a black portrait for your character, and your character will be white. Uh, so I actually had to re-roll, because I picked this this little, this cute little dreadlock girl, my first run, and here she is, like, this this white girl running around with that black portrait. I'm like, I have to change this. Yeah, the uh, game's trying to subtly <laughs> say, hey, are you sure you didn't want to be white? <laughs> <laughs> Because it's pretty great, um, and yeah, and so so what Underrail has going for it, it, it it's basically that that it, it's basically kind of like Metro, right, where everyone has moved underground, and now they have like these interconnected subway systems that have become society, 
uh, something happened to the outside world and you can't really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're basically the new member of a security team that's supposed to protect the city that you're in. Um, and you go around doing your different introductions. It's like a lot of, it's, it's a lot of that old school RPG. So it's like really going around and really talking to people and figuring out what things are. Um, and, and just the exploration aspect. And then you could like kind of move forward in the story. Now I picked a heavy kind of, um, heavy psychic build for my first character. Which is, again, something else I had to go back to do after I found out my current build wasn't working, which is more kind of string-focused. So I went back, I did, like, a psychic build. Um, I, I, I tagged a bunch of skills in, like, engineering and, and tailoring and all this kind of shit. So um, now I can go around and blow up machines with my mind and um, zap people with electricity. So it's, it's, it's a little like magic. It's a little like magic, only explained as telekinesis. Um, and, 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 you know, I don't have too much to say about it yet because i'm not too too far outside of the first city but it's got a lot of like little neat things going that i can see this being like a really good kind of strong game uh there's a ton of dialogue options so i like the sound uh, of that how done how done is it like can you finish the main quest line or is it something i I, I do believe that you can actually finish the main quest line right now so it's more like a polish kind of thing for early access it's more of a polish kind of thing yeah Mm mm-hmm Many, um, what's the FPS? Because if it's not sixty, I think it's like one hundred twenty FPS. It's, it's it's isometric, so I don't think that they were at a high risk how here. Many, how many how many P's is it? Uh, I mean, this looks like. Wait, is it is it four three? All the screenshots I'm seeing are four three. No, no, no. You can you can adjust it to whatever you want. Oh, it's okay. not four three. How are the shader effects? Uh, yeah, shaders are fine. Depends on what you pick on your on your perception. How's the performance with your GPU drivers? <laughs> How many Eliases is it? Twenty? <laughs> no, 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 Doug. You don't want Eliases. You want. You need anti-Eliases. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! No wonder I'm, you're having such a bad time gaming on the, the PC. The screenshots look like there's not very much dynamic occlusion. What about anti-tropical filters? Is there any of that? I think that's everything, right? We covered. That's all the. <laughs> How big is the field of view? Oh, and don't forget the Vsync. If yeah. the Vsync's off, you're going to see lines. How how many hertz is it? How many HZs? Can I change the mouse sensitivity? <laughs> yes, you can. You can also uh I I would assume I would assume you can remap all the keys, right? I would hope. God, I better. <laughs> you better be able to remap every single key. Uh because if you can't I swear to God, I'm coming for you. I play uh, it on my Mac. I've been I've been messing around more with the Steam controller, and uh, I know I've talked about it a little bit before on here. I, I just have to say, just to just to pop back in and say, I haven't decided whether I like it or not yet. I'll, okay, I'll figure that out someday. Um, but man, there's so many fucking options. It's stupid. <laughs> like it is ridiculous uh, how I, how much I fucked around with it. And like I'll spend hours sometimes. I shouldn't say hours, but I, I seriously for Metal Gear, I probably spent like maybe thirty minutes making a configuration that I thought would make me happy, and then I wound Jesus. up and then I wound up scrapping everything. I got into a mission and I was like, nope, not gonna work, and just closed out of well, all of it. So that so the kind of basically <laughs> sounds like something a casual player would love to do. I, I think that the Steam controller could not be more for PC people. Because man, you you got to get in there and really do some fiddling before you're going to be happy with it. Well, then it served its purpose. Um, All right. So a- anyway, uh, I I'll just wrap up 
with Undermail by this, I would like to return to it after I've gotten deeper into the campaign mm-hmm. and have some more form thoughts. But I think it, it started out very promising. Um, especially, like, I, I hate to say it, but for people that especially miss that super old school Fallout, like, even if you miss New Vegas, like, if you, if you miss the options you had in that game in terms of building your character and in terms of dialogue and all that kind of stuff, Underrail is going to, like, kind of get that itch a little bit for you. I mean, for now, for a, now. A game where I get to be a psychic and talk my way out of problems is kind of yeah. the game I've been looking for forever. Right. So, that's so, so I'll let you know. I, I, I'm hoping those options pan out. Like, I'm in the first area, so, and it's, like, easy to make all the options meaningful in the first area, so the real test comes after you leave. Um and but you know I I hear good things like I watched I watched a fucking forty minute video review of the thing before I started playing it where some guy was like yeah you can basically talk your way out of everything if you want to um, that's what the video says I'll see I'll see what really happens so uh, I would be excited for that I I like my favorite part of New Vegas was just being this fucking suave Mexican guy who talked his way in and out of everything also as a side note. Um the uh this is just like a tip to any game developer if you want to guarantee that i give your game five out of five all you have to do you have to do one thing you have to let me be able to talk someone in killing themselves (laughs) and then i'm interested this is i don't know why it just it works for me immediately i also have a fun tip for game developers okay if you want me to give your game a five out of five oh here it comes i need to be able to shoot a pregnant woman in the belly (laughs) I think they already knew that. I think that was on record already. What if? Yeah, I think so. Let me ask a question though. Doug. I think you've actually said this before. What if instead of letting you shoot a pregnant woman in the belly, they let you choose what resolution you want to play the game in? Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> but I would only choose one resolution. <laughs> 1080p. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. See, why don't we have that? Why don't we have a little slider that lets me say how many frames per second the game is? 47. Yeah, that's maybe that's my sweet spot. You know, everybody's always on about 60, but how do you know that 50 is not better? Because you never tried it. So I say from now on we lock all games at, at 50 frames per second. So go by your logic, though, Jared. There is one character in Fallout 4 that you can talk into letting them kill you. Into letting them kill themselves, you mean? Um... I want... they, no, they'll, they'll refuse to do it themselves, but they'll, they'll let you do it. Oh, well, no, that's not good enough. I need them okay. to turn the gun. Basically, Saren at the end of Mass Effect. <laughs> when, that was great, wasn't it? When he like busts down through the ceiling and you're just like, hey, hey, Saren, go kill yourself. And he's like, okay. Yeah, makes sense to me. <laughs> Like, you make a God, compelling I, I argument. I fucking sir. love that. That's an ending. That's the only great. That's the only uh, positive memory that I have of Mass Effect. Now is that happened. <laughs> it was yeah, fantastic. yeah. I yeah, it's definitely. I yeah. didn't even mind that afterwards he came back and I had to fight him again. I was fine with that. Um, just just the <laughs> fact that he just the fact that he he literally just like pops in. He's like, "It's me, Saren." And you're like, "Saren, you know what you should do? You should shoot yourself in the head." <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it quite like that, but it pretty much went that way. Yeah, I, no, I think you're, that was entirely accurate. I think that was a spot-on recreation of what happened. Did you guys? Did you guys hear that they uh, that they made it a, another Star Wars movie? What? Yeah. When did this happen? I guess they called up like all the people who made the first Star Wars, and they were like, "Hey, you want to be in another one?" And they all said yes. So oh, that's, that's cool, I guess. That's pretty good, right? 
Uh, Tommy yeah. Lando Calrissian in it? Uh, no, he's going to be in the next one. Oh. But he, but he is. He, they're, they're working it out. He's going to be there. Back. Can I at least still go to the store and buy a Colt 45? I don't think so. I don't know anything. He used to sell those, you know. I don't know anything about your space nerds fighting with your space nerd sticks. I was going to ask, actually, because, Doug, I feel like you're the least give a shit about spoilers. Have you ruined this movie for yourself already? Yes, I have. It, did you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure what's true yet. I don't want you to tell, I don't want you to tell me, because I really am trying, I, Well, Jar Jar's in it. I really do, well, yeah, two I and knew, half hours. I knew that, I knew that from the moment they announced it. I um, mean, the black guy, guess what, at the end of the movie, he takes his mask off, he's Jar Jar. <laughs> it's kind of racist, actually. <laughs> Jar Jar was always racist. I was gonna say, Jar Jar was always pretty racist. <laughs> he pulls his pull black, he's like, it's a me, Jar Jar, I have some pancakes. It's and he pulls me, out the Jar Jar. Jemima thing and he squirts it. And he's it, got watermelon in his hand. And <laughs> You know, I guess here's here's a pretty good, if you're ever I making... I think we should just, I think we should just record an hour of Doug ripping. Of Doug Fried, fried space chicken. So here's here's how I, I actually, this kind of helps because if you're ever, if you're ever curious about whether or not you made a character who is unintentionally racist, take the character and put them in Django Unchained and just see where they f- see where they fit. Because there's only one place where Jar Jar fits in that movie, and it's not as Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I thought really Jar Jar more belonged in 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> what Super you- serious movie. <laughs> what, if, what if they did that? What if they took out Chifle, uh, Eiffel Tower, whatever his name is, and they put in Ahmed Best, and just the whole movie, he just did his Jar Jar voice. Oh no, Massa! I done picked the cotton. Whoa! That's a bombad. Yeah, he said that. We gotta go visit Big Boss Nass. Big Boss Nass. Mr. Boss Nass Man. Mr. Boss Nass Man. God, Jar Jar's terrible. Jesus oh, man. Christ. And he's he's uh, <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely something I think everybody's looking can you, for. Can you can you believe can you believe George Lucas is married to a black woman? <laughs> is he? I actually I didn't know that. Is he really? No way. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe that at all. You know you know what's weird actually. I, yeah. Have you guys seen this? I saw it on uh, I think it was John Tron. Um, he did a video where he reviewed a bunch of Star Wars products. And uh, there are a set of action figures that are designed to look like George Lucas's family. They're like all dressed like Star Wars characters. Hang on, what's it called? It's called the Lucas Collector Set. And I think it's George Lucas, his wife, and his two children. And like, oh, it, it's really weird. It's a fucking <laughs> weird... Oh my god, the black woman, Melody Hobson, married him after the trilogy prequels, too. After Jeez. the prequels? Yeah, she married him in 2013. She said, you know what's fine is this. This is Money. Just, Money's fine. I'll forgive you for your... fine that this happened. I, I mean, to be fair, she made red tails afterwards. Maybe that was his apology to the black community. Oh man, did he make that movie because he had to because of his wife? <laughs> I hadn't even considered that either. <laughs> hey, it's the one movie Cuba Gooding Jr. has been in in the last decade. That's oh good. man, Did, have you guys have you guys watched it? Have you guys seen Red Tails? No, actually, I heard it was all right. I think it, it, it's 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 actually it's basically 
it's basically X-wings with black people. I thought it was glory, except they were all in planes. It's like it's like it's like X-wings with black people. That's the movie. That's I mean, Sounds I like pretty it. good actually. It's a, it's a good it's a good little kind of action adventure thing. I mean, but... let's let's be real here for a second. Like you can talk shit on George Lucas, and there's plenty of shit to talk. But I think I think even in the prequels, I think the man always had a pretty good grip grip on how to make like a, a good dogfight, right? Like a good yeah, a good yeah. ship combat. Space battles are always pretty cool. Like it, I mean, that was that like that was the, that was the great moment in Episode One was that finale. I mean, yeah, even, when he spun, that was a neat well, trick. Okay, so everything that happens once they zoom into the cockpit is awful. But if you just do the parts where <laughs> he's not talking and he's flying around, like all those fights are, are great to watch. Uh, yeah. episode, episode three, the space fight right in the opening, like the first twenty minutes of it or whatever, is great until they get out of the spaceship. Yeah, then it's horse pretty shit. much. So I, I think that uh, I think that's one thing that you got to give him is like uh, sort of make a movie where they fly around in planes and blow shit like, up. Like, like the opening, like the opening of Red Tails, is basically them going after this World War II train, and it's like one of the most mind blowing things ever. Like it's one, like one of the best scenes I've seen where they just go and hunt down this this uh, this little war train and blow it up, and it's a really cool scene and it grabs you right away. And then there's a bunch of romance bullshit that happens with some Italian girl I don't care about. But every time they get in the planes, it's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, planes. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. It's like Pearl Harbor, except um, with more planes, hopefully. And yeah, some a watchable part. No, I didn't mean the actual Pearl Harbor. Too soon, anyway. <laughs> people died. So, it, it, people definitely died seeing Ben Affleck's acting in that movie. So Doug ruined Star Wars for himself. Did you ruin it for yourself, Jay? I've actually been on a pretty good blackout of this movie. I haven't actually ruined anything yet. You've been a pretty good boy. I've been a pretty good boy. Uh, I might be seeing it on Friday. We'll see what happens. I'm seeing it Thursday night um, without fail, unless something horrible happens, which totally could. But uh, I'm I'm kind of psyched. But anyway, we were talking about it today, and uh, I thought this was interesting because we obviously don't agree um but star wars well, before, before we get before we get into it we were going into that sure. i want to say one thing um and so the christmas shopping is coming around right uh-huh and it's been a real weird thing this year where basically i i looked at the gifts that i ended up shopping for like i'll ask everyone what they want or i'll dig for some other hints i'm like what are you interested in um i've gotten like a, a disproportionate amount of star wars stuff for people uh this year I mean, mostly there's for, so much to buy. Like, there's so much to buy, mostly for the women in my life. Like, like a lot of them are are science fiction fans for one reason or the other. Um, and I have like so much, so much shit. So I have, I have uh, two action figures. I have one of the the lady. I have one of the the black dude, black swimsuit, whatever. I don't know their names yet. Um, it's I've Finn, got, Jay. Jesus. I've got, I've got a children's book about Princess Leia. As a kid, it's really weird. Uh, I've got a deck of playing cards by the Rebels versus the, the Sith. I've got, what else have I got? Oh, God, there's, like, so much fucking junk around this movie. I've got a, some Micro Machines, <laughs> some Star Wars Micro Machines. Oh, yeah. Jeez, um, uh, it's, like, just just littered all around my apartment. I can't even put my hands on all of it. There's, uh, there's like, an, an activity kit for one person. Um... God, it's just like, and it's like, you can get it so easily too. It's like not one of those things. I remember, I remember I, I had a friend when I was uh, growing up who was super fucking obsessed with these Star Wars and episode one hadn't been out yet. 
so everyone was crazy about like all the shit coming out. So they were like just buying it up in droves and droves and droves, and you couldn't find anything. And this guy, he would go on hunts that were hours fucking long across New York City just trying to find that one Star Wars action figure uh, that he really wanted. And he would be out like he would he would he would be away for like the entire day looking for something, and then he would come back and he's like, oh, I got it. And I paid like twice, maybe three times the amount I should have, but I got it. Um, and now it's just all easy to find. Now, now I don't even have to like try; I just stumble on. It. I'm like, oh, that's cool. This person will like that. Um, I think that's that's partly due to the Flash trilogy and uh, everything that's come in between. Man, the um, uh, did you guys see that SNL skit where they have the kids that are like Star Wars toys and the. Uh, adults show up and they're like, and the kids like, I'm gonna play with my uh, my my two Star Wars toys, and then like some adult shows up behind him. He's like, or you could keep them in the box and never touch them. <laughs> and uh, and they're basically like making fun of those people. But there was a really funny story I saw the other day where this dude in Japan sold like a complete action figure set for Star Wars, yeah, for, for five hundred thousand dollars. Holy shit! I mean, god damn! I opened my damn toys. So, I mean, shit, shouldn't have been open to those toys. It's not so fun anymore, is it? Yeah, like, it's like, well, you know, uh, yeah, it's embarrassing to be you, but now you have half a million dollars. And yeah, basically. I have no million dollars. So, he's doing better in that regard. Um, I, I mean, one of the smartest things that George Lucas ever did when when Star Wars very first came out is he, he took a pretty significant uh, pay decrease in order to secure the licensing rights uh, to the uh, and like all the all the you know bullshit merchandising uh, rights to the series and uh, Man made horrible decisions, but I wouldn't call him he, stupid. He knew he knew even back then that like this was going to be a thing where and I mean make no mistake like if this movie comes out and it's good, that's just a side effect. This movie's mm-hmm. this movie's core job is to sell some motherfucking toys. That yes. Is- well, so so some some motherfucking properties. I think you mean like uh, it, like definitely, uh, definitely a uh, Disney Infinity is going to do gangbusters off this show. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything, everything's going to win. Um, but it's it's going to this this is this is their. As, I mean, right uh, now, my my what am I talking about? My bedroom is is half filled with Star Wars shit. I'm not even keeping. It's all for other people. So whatever, it's doing its part. I I won't lie. I bought a uh, I bought a uh, villager amiibo on Toys R Us's website, and they wouldn't they wouldn't do free shipping until it hit twenty bucks. And shipping's mm-hmm. like five ninety nine. So if I just spent five ninety nine on anything, I would get an item, and the shipping's free. So I bought a uh, I did buy a stormtrooper action figure, and I'll probably just <laughs> I'll probably just open it and leave it on my desk or something. Um, but That's, there's nothing wrong with that. They look kind of cool. The new design, I think they look neat. Um, I, I I liked it when I I you know I have them here. They 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 fucked up the the lady a little bit. I wish I knew her name. Phasma. Um, but did you say that really is stuff? It's, it's Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma. Plasma. God, I'm a As fucking plasma. Captain Plasma. Right. Screen TV. So they they did some weird thing with her bangs where it's not fully painted in, and I look at the pictures online, so they're all like that. Um. Uh, the black dude. What's the black dude's name? Finn. 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 Okay, that's easy. So Finn, they Finn did a much better eater. job with. Uh, Finn, they did a much better job with. But they're both pretty good quality, aside from the little thing with the bangs. Um, you know, I doubt the people I'm, I intend to give this to will really notice. But they, I think you were talking about Ray and not Phasma, because I don't think Phasma has bangs. Yeah, she does. Okay, so 
so Ray then. Is she a stormtrooper? Is she dressed like a stormtrooper? She's 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 the one that has the 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 Jedi the the blue light thingy. Oh, that's probably that's probably Ray, right? I think that's Ray. So I think it is Ray. I think you're that's Leia. That's Leia you're talking about. Oh yeah, Princess Leia. Yeah, Princess Leia. She with was the blue force thing. Is it, is it the is it the slave Leia or is it the normal Leia? Yeah, slave Leia. They 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 asked Carrie Fisher if she'd put the bikini on again. And you know she yeah, still oh looks God, pretty how, good. How hot is that going to be? She still look when great. You see, when you see her in that bikini one more time, can't can't beat Milf Leia. Just can't I, wait. I mean, the bikini is a little lower than. I it don't. Be, I don't but... think. I don't think. I don't think it's Milf Leia. I think it's good Milf Leia. Now. It, it, it's almost. Yeah, I think. It, I think it is. It's a, it's Gilf Leia. So rock on, more power to. All right, we didn't. We're like we're almost to the hour mark of the day. We didn't actually talk about Star Wars games, guys. I I really think this is true, and I want one of you to challenge this if, if you think it's not. I think, and I said this in the chat. I think that Star Wars is the uh, is basically the franchise uh, that is originally not video games that I think has had the most good video games. And I'm willing But you also said you also follow that up with by bulk, which I agree I would agree with that part. Sure, sure. I would say that because I but well simultaneously though, I mean there's a lot of uh I don't know, who else has more video games? I guess maybe no one. Star Wars is is uh Marvel Marvel might have a lot. Yeah, but I don't I wouldn't consider like I I think if you're gonna count Marvel, I think you gotta break them up, right? Like Spider Man. And uh, I, I guess Marvel is not really like that anymore. But when I was a kid, X Men and Spider Man were not the same thing. But now, yeah, yeah, now I guess so. Now every year they get kind of closer, you know, with like all the Avengers and Civil War. Yeah. Shit. So maybe maybe it is fair to just call it Marvel, and uh, and call it a day. But um, I don't know. Let's let's run through them. So Star Wars. What are the successes? What are the good games? Next Star right, Wars. So Knights of the Old Republic. All right. So we all agree on that one, right? Yep. Yes. Everyone's satisfied. Uh, what about two? Knights of the Old Republic two. That's still pretty yeah, good. I, I still think it's a good game. Did you guys ever play it with the content rest- restoration pack? No. I wanted to, but I never have. Because the legend is that Obsidian had a bunch of shit that they were going to do with the game that they didn't get to do. And uh, there's a mod that basically goes out and unlocks a lot of that stuff or completes some quests that weren't actually finished yet. And um, I like I, I I've looked at restoration mods in the past, and it's always shit like oh we we included like five rating quests. It's like go oh, get five more bios, and mm-hmm. that's it. Or like you know build one more lightsaber, and that's that's the restoration. It's not really a whole lot. This one and sounds like it's pretty substantial. I think it's an really? entire other planet. Yeah, like, there's like that that content restoration mod is thorough. Yeah, it this is this is pretty huge. So maybe worth looking into if you haven't uh, played it for a while. Okay, uh, and, and I mean, obviously, right now is a good time to play an Obsidian game because uh, you know. I mean, that, that would be a dumber into space nerd stuff, which I'm not. Well, right, right, yeah. I mean, you know, you got pussy to crush, but <laughs> if when you run out, maybe uh, maybe consider a little Kotor. All right, so Kotor, we agree on. Um, you were talking some shit on Dark Forces and Jedi Outcast, um, but I yeah, think great. I was. I think Jedi Outcast. Well, I mean, you just said that there was other things that were that were good, and I am struggling to think of them. Like <laughs> Jedi Outcast is uh, that might even be in like my top ten games. Just period. I love really? that. I love the shit out of that game. Uh, uh, okay. It's kind of weird I mean, because I think Acad- that's all you. I think Academy <laughs> is way worse, and, and back in the day, everyone else agreed with that. 
uh, from like a multiplayer perspective, Academy was kind of shit compared to Outcast. It wasn't very balanced. They just kind of put it I, out. I, I think what I said because what, what you mentioned, you mentioned, you mentioned like Jedi Outcast. You mentioned like um, Pod Racer. You mentioned yeah. what else? You mentioned one of the first person shooters. What Re- was Republic it? Commando? Republic Commando. You mentioned these games, and and my comment wasn't necessarily they were terrible. I just didn't think they were that great, and I thought comparatively in their genres there's something else i would rather jump to first before i play that game maybe i think i think uh republic commando i'd That's play fun. that i'd play that right now i think um i think i like think jedi, jedi, jedi outcast i remember i i it wasn't like the same it wasn't the exact same time but i think maybe this is a little unfair but i remember jedi outcast that was out and then shortly after Maybe not shortly after, but but close to what Beyond Good and Evil came out, and that was like my go-to third-person action adventure. We well, have yeah, a Jedi Outcast is actually a, a first-person shooter. Um, Jedi Outcast is a is a first-person. Shooter. You can go third-person with the lightsaber, but like okay. the whole first quarter of Jedi Outcast, you don't even have a lightsaber. Um, which is another reason why it was better than Academy, uh, because it kind of like made you play the game the hard way before it gave you the tool that makes the game really easy. Because <laughs> um, make no mistake, all those games, the first person shooters, as soon as you get the lightsaber, you're basically like just an unstoppable force. Right. Uh, because no one can shoot you or hurt you in any way. And uh, and so it, it becomes moot at that point. But then you're a cool guy running around with a lightsaber, and that's pretty good, too. Um. It sounds like there's some division on Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, Michael and Lucio are wrong. That's a fun game. I think you're alone Shadows on this Empire one. I think fun. I think everybody thinks it's fun, right? I mean, it doesn't matter if it stars Dash Gadar. It does, that's like that's my biggest problem. It stars like the biggest Gary Stu ever. Like the biggest. Well, who cares? Fiction. The game is fun. just like he's Take just like on, Diet on, on Solo. The, the first level is fun, and then the la- the rest of the game starts to feel uninspired after you get past it. I was ready to defend Shadows of the Empire because back in the day, that was like. Um, I don't know. It was a big thing. Like it was a book and it was a comic and like they. It was like this massive. It was like, and I don't, I don't know officially how canon it is. If, if canon at all, it's not canon anymore. All of that shit's been eliminated from canon. Everything, everything before Disney took it over. Yeah. Um, has been like it's been white clean aside from the six movies and and they've got some books that are out now that are in it. Um, I watched this. I watched a video that was way too long that explained all of it to me. Um, but I couldn't remember where Shadows. I mean, I mean, you know, there's 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 shit that Disney wiped out that I actually like a lot. So there's like the the Knights of uh, there's the Kodar book, the original book that I really like. There, uh, not sorry, not the book, the comic, the comic book. I should make that distinction. There were the books where the um, Skywalker kids had grown up and um, Jason had gotten all evil and all that kind of shit mm-hmm. that were pretty good. So there's like been other. There's been a lot of um, uh, expanded universe stuff that was like really good. Original Clone Wars uh, was really good, and that's not to say that they can't pull from that stuff still and just right, you know change right. names around and things like that. Like I think everybody, for the most part, is very fond of the the Thrawn trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. If if you were nerdy enough to read that shit, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. But uh, anyway, Dash Rendar is definitely he's diet Han Solo. And to the point where his ship even looks like just a misshapen, <laughs> it's just it's just like a misshapen Millennium Falcon. Um, so I mean, and he's got like a he's got like a, a droid sidekick, right? 
So, I mean, I will agree with you that he's kind of just a bullshit character. I was I was really ready to defend it when the conversation first started because I remember reading the novelization and thinking it was excellent, but I was also in middle school. So, <laughs> Um, I thought a lot of things were excellent back then. <laughs> maybe, maybe aren't quite so much. Um, but I think, I'm not sure, so someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I think Shadows of the Empire is the first game that lets you do the Hoth battle uh, with the tow cables. Pretty sure. I, yeah, I think you might be right. And do that shit. Yeah, um, I, think you might, I think you might be right about that. But, I definitely remember that part. I was like, that was cool. Having said that, that, that's like all the first level shit. If you came to me and you're like, Jared, here's Shadows of the Empire or here's Rogue Squadron, I would definitely take Rogue Squadron. Oh, yeah. Mm, well, and I think, I think Rogue Squadron was one. Good. Rogue Squadron was one of my top five that I put in the chat immediately. Yeah. Rogue Squadron is a great game. I think nobody's going to disagree with that. And actually, not as many people played them, but the GameCube ones like Rogue uh, Leader and uh shit what's the other one they were both factor five or ret yeah factor five i think was the studio i remember trying to get gold on like the rogue leader missions and that shit is tough as fuck yeah it's a it's a it's a tough game couldn't you um in rogue squadron couldn't you unlock a bunch of ships too like like unlock the millennium falcon and i'm pretty uh, sure yeah because yeah. uh i remember spending a lot of time trying to do that shit um but yeah, Rogue Leader and uh, oh, what's the other one called? Rebel Strike. Rebel Strike. Rebel Strike. That one's actually pretty good too. They're really hard to find, or at least they were, because uh, I got a GameCube like really late in the game, and it was very hard to come across those. Uh, really, but, I felt like I was stumbling across Star Wars games all the time, even the good ones, even the good, really good ones. I I had to pick uh, I had to pick both of those up online back in the day. Huh. And I don't even think I have them anymore. Um, but uh, but they were pretty good too. So pretty much, I think most of the games where you get into a ship, I think are all pretty great. Like Tie, <laughs> Tie Fighter and X Wing are both pretty damn good. So I guess the only thing that we're really definitely going to agree on here is that no matter what Star Wars and what entity, if you're in a ship, you're good. Like everything's okay. <laughs> no, no, because, no, because Battlefront exists. Oh, Battlefront ships now. Yeah, that's true. You can get in ships in Battlefront. Well, but do they feel good? No, hell no. Oh, that's that the worst part of Battlefront. Oh, because that's actually, that's kind of Battlefield's problem too, right? Is you get in a yeah. helicopter and it's like, oh, how the fuck do I drive this? <laughs> <laughs> you need a goddamn degree. Like, it feels like you're getting a real pilot's license. <laughs> it's not quite as bad as, uh, I always, when I think of shitty flying controls, I always go back to Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, my God. Because flying a helicopter in that game is about as fun as punching yourself in the dick. <laughs> I don't know. Some people actually like punching themselves in the dick. Yeah, there's some pretty cool videos. I mean, bad videos. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Will you link me to some of those when we're done? Oh, I will. I got okay. some good ones. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, bad ones. Yeah, good, good bad ones. All right, so 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 let's get to one I felt like no one agreed with me on. Okay. Um, but I thought it was a really good game, and that was um, uh, fuck. Why why am I why am I drawing like a sudden blank on the name? That's how good I think it is. It did have Star Force Wars. Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, I like Force Unleashed. It's a good two-hour game. I think that's the end of my sentence. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. I thought you know. I thought as as kind of um, uh, the the Star Wars answer to God of War 
like it's not quite God of War quality, but I think it's, it's that kind of vengeful knight. I'm gonna go off and like pick the shit out of a bunch of Jedi knights. I like that. I like that a lot. And it, and here's the thing. I was so worried when I first read about Force Unleashed when I first saw it. I'm like, this is the stupidest fucking idea since Dash Rendar. <laughs> um, and they actually did a much better idea with it. They a much better job with it than I thought they would. When uh when does it take place? It's between three and four, right? Yeah, I think so. Because that's a yeah. time frame that I enjoy. Like I liked I liked that as far as the story goes, just kind of having that um kind of connection there. Yeah. Um and I mean it was it was alright. It's alright. But like And it was like like the boss fights were, were nice and varied. Force Unleashed two is a different story. Um, I think that I think and I know that they're not really super comparable, but Jedi Outcast is kind of my similar, like all these games have protagonists that just kind of inserted themselves into the into the series, right? Like there's Dash right, Rendar, right. there's uh, there's uh, Star Killer, whatever his real name is, um, Galen Ma- Malik. Oh yeah, Galen Malik, my favorite. <laughs> and uh, and then who's the um, oh Kyle Katarn? Not, not not that I not that I know this or anything. I, I apparently that's his name. Right, you read that. You just read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, I'd, if I had to pick one of those, like all, all the Kyle Katarn shit is so much more like restrained, I guess. Right, um, right. And, and like, it, and actually for the most part would like still fit into the canon okay. Maybe, I don't know what they're doing with the new movie, so it's hard to say. But, that but that, that's kind of like, that's kind of like why Knights of the Old Republic works so well, right? Because yeah. it's so fucking distant from the main storyline. Um, that they basically get to do a lot with the universe and, and make something that's kind of fresh and original, even though it's got all this recognizable shit going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, and that, Knights of the Old Republic is probably, I don't know, are we, would we say that that's like the Star Wars game? I think so. What do you think, Doug? Yeah, I'd say like top of all, that's probably, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic one. Okay. All right. I'll go with it. Now, let's flip this here. What's the worst Star Wars game? <laughs> That's even harder than the best. <laughs> There's a lot more choices, that's for sure. <laughs> I got a couple of good picks. What's What are your picks? I already said Connect Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's pretty great. That's got that Han Solo song, though. It's pretty sick. And then there's Star Wars Yoda stories. Star Wars Yo- Star <laughs> Yoda's Wars okay Yoda's Yoda stories is fucking garbage. I can confirm that. <laughs> I wanted that game so bad, and I finally got it like years later. After I didn't really need it anymore, I found it on like a website for free. It was I think it's abandonware. I think Yoda stories is abandonware now. Um, and I found it and played it, and I was like, man, I am so lucky I didn't waste a Christmas present on this shit. I think I have maybe one more what? one more choice. Okay. Star Wars Super Bombad Racing. <laughs> <laughs> the um the the like uh the cart racer. Yeah. Yeah. How about how about this one? Uh Star Wars episode one Jedi Power Battle. Jedi Power Battles was gonna be one of my choices. Um did you guys ever play Masters of Terrace Kazi? No. The, I watched uh, my friend play it once. The PlayStation Fighter or whatever. <laughs> no, it's pretty bad. Uh, there was an Obi Wan game on uh, on Game Boy Advance. Obi Wan's Adventures. That's that one's pretty bad too. 
Obi Wan's Adventures. Obi Wan's Adventures. That was absolutely pretty fun. I think my brother owned that one. Boy, Obi Wan did not have great. Basically, basically all of the all of the Star Wars fighting games have been pretty awful. Now there is, however, the Japanese NES Star Wars game where you fight Darth Vader, and after you defeat him, he turns into a scorpion. (laughs) So I mean, he does in the movie. There's good and bad here. I, I think I think turning into the, the, the scorpion sounds exactly like how Jedi powers work. That's everything I learned about Jedi powers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man, I'm having like PTSD looking at Obi Wan adventure flashbacks. I can't look at this anymore. <laughs> uh, it, it's weird. My my memory of my first video card upgrade was to play the Episode One game, and uh, what a mistake that was. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm glad I got the video card upgrade, but man, that's just like. I went out of my way to get that thing and get it installed in the computer, and then that's the game that I played on it. <laughs> I have my biggest Star Wars video game disappointment. And what is that? That was when they canceled thirteen thirteen. I mean, that was pretty cool. It looked it looked cool. I don't know that it was gonna be cool. I didn't see any Jedi in it, and so I was pretty pumped. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Because that's that's what you like, right? Is like the um, there's so much more. There's the universe is so huge. We don't need to have a Jedi in every single. They waste story. all their times on the. Well, that's why it kind of the. Uh, I, I think that's part of what makes the original trilogy work so well. Is like you know Jedi Jedi's are very scarce and like they don't even like Han Solo doesn't even believe that they're real. You know, yeah, they right, work better exactly. when they're a rare commodity. It's so much more mythic. Yeah. But then you go back to the prequels and like I think of Attack of the Clones is probably the worst. Where it's just like lightsabers everywhere <laughs> just all over the place can't get enough and uh, so I, I i don't think i don't i i'll definitely put this up on a candidate just so we don't miss it but i don't think anyone here has actually played it um how about the old republic and the brilliant idea to make an entire gay planet is that really in it did you do you guys did you guys like never hear that can't this? that can't be true is that yeah, true no it is 100 percent true i'm not just like i did not bullshit you about george lucas's wife i'm not bullshitting you about gay planet that was a real thing they did well, that sounds did, progressive to me so, so no this is what happened star wars the old republic uh had just kind of just come out and bioware was like we're gonna make a planet of only gay people and all the gay people in the universe are going to be on. I mean, that sounds like that'd be a great <laughs> fucking planet. <laughs> it definitely sounds like it would be like a joyful planet, right? It sounds like it sounds like the party that that sounds like the planet that you go to if you want a, a good party. Yeah. Um, but but no, it, it it backfired on them pretty massively. Like like people were not like this is this is a very very bad idea. It's called uh, Makeb. <laughs> they had an Axe planet. But you can you can look this up. I'm not making this shit up. This is, this is all real. This really happened. Well, maybe they, the issue they had is they were then going to blow the gay planet up, and now maybe that was what pissed people. <laughs> I, I think it was I think it was more along the lines of here you have a galaxy reservation of gay people. I, I, it's I think not like, so much so much progressive as you're isolating the gay. I was going to say yeah, it's balance. it's it's like a concentration camp in <laughs> in planet form. Right. It's like, all right, Maybe. we can't we can't have any of these gays getting into the normie planets, so let's <laughs> let's banish them to Makeb. And they shock the planet in hopes that they'll stop being gay. Because <laughs> that works. What the fuck? I'm just reading about the description. I can't believe this is real. <laughs> yeah, some writers compare Makeb to a segregated community only available to high level players who have purchased the expansion. 
And some fans remain opposed to the addition. I mean, it just goes to show that like you can't win no matter what. Like they they thought they were going to get. How is that supposed to win? They they thought, explain to me how. Well, supposed to win when they made place. this, they were probably very sure they were going to get a nice big <laughs> pat on the back for their big gay planet, and uh, it just didn't <laughs> didn't work out that way. I like I could have told them that was a bad idea sitting in the room. Like you're going to create a segregated planet. That's only gay people. Uh, that's not going to go over well with anyone. The, the, like, the description in the history of the planet doesn't mention it. Why is it? It doesn't seem like there's any like intrinsic connection. I don't know. This feels like something that they'd find in Star Trek, right? Like they'd stumble upon a planet and be like, oh, there's only gay people here. Like Star Wars doesn't really do that kind of stuff. <laughs> At least it shouldn't really do that kind of stuff. I think it's also a condition of Bioware's writing at that point in time. That, like, that's the exact point when Bioware's writing started to shift. Because I was actually talking about this in terms of Fallout 4's relationships. Um, people seem to think the relationships in Fallout 4 are meaningful and, <laughs> and open-minded and all this kind of shit. And it's like, they just didn't fucking program that shit. They didn't finish writing it. Um, and with Bioware, like, I think you play Mass Effect and I think you play Dragon Age. And these characters had like very meaningful intricacies. Like you had you had your characters that were maybe bisexual, and you had your characters that were straight, and you had your characters that were homosexual, and you had your characters that were xenophobes. Like you had your had characters that hated other characters either based on their race or or, or whatever or their species or whatever. And it made them very rich. Like it, it gave them a depth of personality. It gave you the, you something to kind of deal with. Uh, depending on what you played, maybe romantic options were shut off to you. But that's real life. Like, that's the real world. Um, you know, not everyone's going to be into you, and you're not going to be into everyone. And then the other games come around. Like, the sequels start coming out. And the old characters in these first games start returning. And it's like, oh, yeah, we should be totally open-minded. So now some of the characters that were very strictly against, like, interspecies sex and very strictly... Um, against straight relationships or very strictly against gay relationships. Now they're open season. Now they're open market and there's just no explanation for it because we're going to appease everyone and I'm so open-minded and so free-thinking and it just ruins like the characterization. So there's no thought to it. There's no debt to it other than, oh, I'm such a progressive person and I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for writing it. And I think that's like the kind of attitude that <laughs> brings about something so oh. thoughtless. Gay planet. How shitty, though, must you feel? Like, imagine this for a second. So, Bioware basically came in and they said, Guys, we love gay people and they're so great and we love them so much. Wouldn't it be amazing if we gave them their very own planet? <laughs> so, they, they, they give them the most valuable thing that they could give them, which is an entire fucking planet. They're like, Guys, we love gay people. Let's make this planet. And so you you craft it and you write it and you spend all this time getting it nice and ready and you open it up like a little theme park or something and everybody files in. They're like, what the fuck is this shit? And then you feel bad, right? And then, and then I want you to imagine how you're going to feel when like four years later, this game called Fallout 4 comes out and Bethesda couldn't be bothered to put in an AI that would recognize when you go and fuck other people and they are getting pats on the back left and right. Like, oh, good job, guys. Polyamory, how progressive of you. And you're like, bitch, I made a whole gay planet. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's got to be a rough Monday. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be tough. Um, all right, well, I don't know if there's anywhere to go from here.
I think, this, I think this is definitely the end spot for this podcast. Ain't no mountain high enough, for sure. Uh, why, well, why can't I quit you, Enemy Slime Podcast? I mean, we probably won't spend too much time talking about Star Wars. Maybe we'll discuss it a little bit after we see it. But, I mean, we are, of course, a video game podcast, first and foremost. Uh, but thank you guys for, for joining us uh, on our podcast. If you're not already, go follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter because you're going to get a copy of Rise of the Tomb Raider tomorrow. How sick is that going to be? And not a lot of people got Xboxes. So, yeah, I'm talking to you, Jeff. I know you got an Xbox. I don't know a Jeff, but he's got one. Uh, so get that code tomorrow, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna like it. It's gonna be really great. Uh, anyway, go subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a review, whatever you know. Make make us feel good. We need to feel good sometimes. We deserve it, don't we? And, no, not really. Ah, fair enough. All right. Well, I think with that, um, we are out. I'm gonna end this on a nice gay note. Um, so we'll go ahead and get out to that. Feeling free and it feels alright. Oh, time to do the things I like. Gonna see your princess, everything's alright. Oh, no job or to answer to. Ain't a fixture in the palace, zoo. No, it's just a carpet night's off me. I'm living life now that I'm free. Yeah, told me get myself together. Now I got myself together. Now I made it through the weather. Better days are gonna be better. I'm so happy.